Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino back in studio with us today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us, too, on good things. We are live on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com, and you will see I'm holding up the cutest Christmas gift ever. Rhino always knocks it out of the park with my fun coffee mugs. And this one got me tickled because if you tune in and see it, it's like it's sighted eyes, right? It looks wide open, which is pretty much me every day, highly caffeinated, <laughs> usually uh, on my way to chat with you on good things. But I, I, it, it changes. So the start is kind of like a dreary eyes or it kind of looks like a meh kind of face if you know like the little straight line emoji and then when you pour in the hot coffee the eyelids start to fade and the face turns to a very excited looking um, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and I'm like it's me it's literally the transformation I make most afternoons before joining you guys here on good things if I don't have my coffee, I just feel like maybe the show just the buttons won't work. I don't know. <laughs> so thank you, buddy. No problem. Merry Christmas. I love that. You're early. I mean, we still have like a week out before technically we go on holiday vacation. But that kind of lends into what we were talking about or I guess started over on the Good Things Facebook group. It is the week before. And it's it's interesting that we literally have like a week before Christmas. We always have a week. But but literally a week, Monday through Friday, this year before Christmas weekend. Normally Christmas would fall somewhere in the week, which would make it a little bit uh, different or difficult. And I'm curious, where are you on your Christmas gift buying? Are you finished? Are you almost done? Are you not even close? Have you not even started? There's going to be at least one of you out there. And then are you like me? You are done. But maybe you're just waiting on Amazon Prime to deliver a last few things uh, to your house, which they said. I I got two things that when I ordered it, it said Friday the 23rd at the latest. So I knew when I pushed the purchase button that I was on good wishes, you know, like wishing on faith that it actually makes it here. And so we've got a few more days. It said between the 17th, which was two days ago, and the 23rd. And so I'm I'm praying that it'll make it. But if it doesn't, it just doesn't. And life will go on and Christmas will be fine. But where are you on yours? I'm in the same boat. I've got everything bought 
I'm just waiting on Amazon to finish delivering a couple things that if they don't show up, they'll be fine because they were just kind of little happies to mm-hmm. go with gift cards that I already have picked up. So, yeah. Kevin in Monticello said, I'm giving every I'm giving my opinion to everyone this Christmas year. You know, hey, everyone's got one. Just wrap it and put a little bow on your head when you go into Christmas this year and just start spouting out life advice. <laughs> well, you might have to wait till Friday for that, for Festivus and the airing of grievances. Ah, that's right. That would be the perfect time to do that. This year, I'm just going to give you my opinion on da 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 life advice by Kevin this year. It could be a good time. You may not have to worry about buying or getting gifts the next year, but... Mm, you know, I feel like this, the, when it, those who are finished, you feel yourself, I did it. I crossed the finish line. All the gifts are purchased. The universe is going to serve up somebody you forgot. And it's always like that panic. Somebody's bringing a new significant other to one of the meetings. Oh, their kids are coming too, or whatever it may be. And then you feel this immediate kind of, those last minute sort of gifts to me yeah my mom was always real bad about having one or two just random knickknacks usually one for an adult and one for a kid just under the tree and sometimes they'd be there multiple years before you randomly have to oh yeah here merry christmas because she never wanted somebody to feel left out at christmas I feel like a lot of families are moving towards the drawing names. Not so much the Dirty Santas or the White Elephants. Those are a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, But I think those are sort of geared towards specific groups. It could get a little wonky if you're trying that with family. But as families get bigger and life just gets more expensive and you watch like the matriarch of your family, which is usually like would have been your mom for sure. Grandmothers usually in the South, um, you know, harbor that burden. You watch like how much they feel like everyone needs a gift or if you go to these multiple ones i feel like it's a great truce on we still we all agree that we don't no longer want to have to purchase for everybody and then you get to focus on that one quality gift and it kind of reduces we collectively reduce the anxiety um, around it i i think that's a really cool sort of tradition that some families are sort of moving towards yeah think about it if you start having you have two or three siblings and then by the time you have a couple kids i mean just everything just starts to multiply you know the older the older you get we've done the for my dad's side of the family big family lots of cousins we've we've drawn names for as long as i can remember and that was always the way you could tell when the big family get together was kind of winding down is when you had the person going around so you could draw names yes and then you need to put a limit on it like a 25 whatever 50 dollar kind of limit because then it can obviously get crazy and then some families too i know you once you have kids you're out of the you're out of loop like sorry you decided to procreate so i will now purchase because it's more fun and usually more economical for me to buy your kiddos something and let's face it they usually enjoy the opening more than anything and it gives them something to do and distract themselves with while you're trying to enjoy your holiday gathering and you just get skipped completely over you that's when you start getting socks 
and like those type of things, which is fine. You should be okay. Like you should be okay with that. I do feel kind of bad because I've tried not to fall into that trap. I've tried because being the uncle, I don't have any kids, so I feel like I can still get stuff for my my brothers. But I did make a decision with my little brother's gift, or I got him two, but his big gift is uh, it's something that he and the ninja nephew can work on together. And it's Aww. not – and I already, I already got the ninja nephew something as well that he'll really enjoy. But it was one of those things where I was looking at it going, this is right up my brother's alley, and I bet he could get the ninja nephew into it too. Oh, well, those are the best gifts then when they can sort of collide like that. Jeff and Oxford said the last Amazon purchase is supposed to be – at his house by eight this evening, fingers crossed. <clears throat> well, that's good. The you know, it's tracking your Amazon Prime packages is like Life three hundred and sixty with your kids. Some things are just better off not knowing exactly where they're at in the stratosphere. You're just going to worry yourself sick on why is it still sitting five states away and it's supposed to be here in twenty four hours. And sometimes they do. They do make it on time, and we give them lots of grace. So if you are delivering packages, extending lots of grace to you today from good things because it's not your fault if things don't necessarily make it. There's a whole lot of things that have to fall into place for that package to make it perfectly on time when a bazillion packages are being delivered this time of year. Shane says our family is doing the Elfster gifting site this year for the first time very excited to see how this goes okay shane i'm not familiar so you'll have to explain to us what that is if it's what i think it is elfster's been around since pretty much right after i graduated high school but it didn't really get big until and it's been what half a decade ago or more when the whole there's an app for that was the big thing yeah and elfster was the app for kind of automating and simplifying secret santa lists so like drawing of names i'm not completely familiar with it because i've never used it but i've heard about it where you go in and make a wish list but it keeps you anonymous and you're buying from someone's wish list instead of so if you draw names is it supposed to be usually i mean sometimes the for like the big family christmas where we draw names you, you might have the the littlest ones that aren't really a part of the conversation they're off playing in the gym or something where they it's kind of an open secret of who has the little ones and and who has all this and that but the rest of it kind of stays a little bit mysterious yeah that adds a level of excitement to it i guess if you knew like if i knew you drew my name and i was my 10 year old i'd be start sending you <laughs> list of things <laughs> Those Leaving the catalog open Facebook with certain things ad, circled. To send Facebook ads sort of your way. Yeah. Yeah. Which I did hear a story about a couple who the wife of the family would keep logging on to Facebook on her husband's work laptop and searching for things mm-hmm. so that the ads would pop up as reminders of, oh, she might like that. Do you, Does she really think that a dude's going to like, oh, look, that looks like my wife. Well, there's your sign. If you find something now, it probably is your wife. But stick with us. we got more for you up next.
Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. You can watch Good Things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even watch Good Things Live on C Spire TV. If you've got that, then we're on Channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel, which just says brr for the rest of the week. <laughs> but you'll also see over at Super Talk TV, you'll see I've got a wonderful photo of a woman welding. Yes, you like to see that. And joining us is Genesis Ivory. She's an ambassador for East Mississippi Community College Welding Technology program. They're gearing up for their 2023 um, term that's going to start in January, and she's one of the few certified women welders in the Golden Triangle. So welcome, Genesis. Hello, Miss Rebecca. How are you? I am doing well, and I am so inspired and in awe by watching you because this is one of those traits I just don't know if I would even be able to do, <laughs> um, but it's needed, and it's such a cool job. So where did you even get inspired to get into welding? Honestly, my older sister is a welder, and I've also, like, just over the years, I've always heard men, the the men welders that I know, to speak about the money that they make, the things that they've actually made welding. Also, what just intrigued me is the places that welders have taken them, and I love to travel. So that was just like, okay, so, yeah, I'm interested. Let me see what's going on here. So did you even, so what was next? So it's one thing to be like, okay, that's kind of interesting. I think I could do that. I could make a good living and travel. How do you get educated in it? Where? What was sort of your thought process and where to even find school, Genesis? Um, One thing about me, if it, if it intrigued me, I, I researched. I researched literally everything. So once I did my research, I was on Google and I saw a lot of different things I Saw, saw a couple of women welding my, and again, I spoke with my older sister and the program that she took was at the, was EMCC at the GT campus and she spoke highly of the program. She spoke highly of the career that she was in. She just, she absolutely loved what she did. So I went ahead and I actually applied then to the program. So how long is the program? I know y'all are gearing up for another semester come in January. Is it like a four year program, a two year program? How does this particular welding, uh, welding technology program work? Well, East Mississippi Community College actually have two um, campuses, the GT program, which is in Mayhew, and the Scuba Tech program, which is in Scuba. The two welding programs that both campuses have is the nine-month certification program. The nine-month certification program certifies you in all form and methods of welding. It also certifies you in the National Center for Construction Education and Research, which is the NCCER core, level one welding and level two welding certification as well as certification in AWS. They also have a two-year associate's program, which gives you the same certification as the nine-month certification program, but you'll also have an associate's degree in applied science, and you'll also take classes in pipe fitting, advanced pipe fitting, metallurgy, welding code, and you'll also have more certifications in the NCCER level level one pipe fitting and level two pipe fitting. Wow. Like, that's a lot, and I think that more need to know that this is an opportunity. Now, usually when you think of community college, you think of people coming right out of high school or graduating. Uh, Genesis, I don't know your route. You may have graduated from high school and then chose that, but is this program open to people, you know, at different stages of education or maybe gaps from from graduation? 
Yes, ma'am. The program is open to everyone. Honestly, I'm 30 years old. So when I entered the program, I've already um, graduated high school, already had a degree in education. And when I entered the program, my first day, I was the only female in the um, in the in the room with a bunch of younger guys. Fresh out of high school, I think it was two other guy, other um, young men over the age of 25. So in the program, you don't you can be fresh out of high school, you know, being in uh, other workforces and w- want to take up welding. So in the program, you don't have to just you know it, it it's it's from all stages of life. Uh, again, I'm. 30 years old in the program. Well, I love that. I mean, and that that goes to speak to ladies listening, but also gentlemen, if you're looking to make a career change. I know you mentioned, hey, like the pay and sort of the opportunity is what drew you to it. And then you've got to get there and sort of do it. So what was it like, Genesis, the first time? I guess you put on the helmet and you fired up the torch. I think I'm maybe using the wrong terminology. (laughs) You used the And and got to give it a try. What was that like? Listen, the first within the first week, um, I gave my instructor Cliff Sanders the background. Hey, look, I'm terrified of fire. I'm terrified of fire. So he was just like, well, we're going to get you a torch in your hand. And you're going to overcome your fear. Well, this particular day, I think it was maybe 30 degrees. It was freezing. Came in the shop and forgot my steel toe boots. And he was like, oh, you're not going to need it. You're not going to need it. We're just going to let you watch. But I wanted to actually use the torch and cut. We were doing a project. I had on flare leg jeans and Adidas shoes. Had the torch in my hand. I'm cutting the plate, doing the project. And on my ankles, I just feel, you know, like some heat. I'm feeling sparks. I didn't stop because at the time, Cliff was standing behind me. I was like, well, maybe it's just sparks from the torch. But the, the fire never did stop. I looked down. Again, I'm, uh, at the time, I'm terrified of fire. From my calves to the tip of my Adidas shoes was on fire. I'm, talking, I'm panicking. I'm panicking. I'm screaming. Cliff was standing behind me, and he just calmly bent down, grabbed my pants leg and my shoe, and he sucked the oxygen out with his hand, and he just put the fire out. He looked up. You okay? You're fine. Go ahead and finish. And he was just calm, and I'm just like, you know what? I need a minute. I need a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't scare you away, though? No, it did scare me away because... The guys in the class were so tickled, and I'm just like, y'all laughing, and I'm, you know, I'm scared. But it put, at that moment, it put a sense of, okay, well, if you're terrified of fire, and you allow him to put a torch in your hand, you just set yourself on fire, and you didn't leave this shop, you can continue. You can come back tomorrow. You can come back next week. And that's what I did. At the time, I was working a full-time job. I was going to school full-time. I'm a mother. And still terrified of fire, but it didn't stop me. I kept going every day. I kept going every day. And I grew to absolutely love what I do. And now you've graduated the program there at East Mississippi Central, correct? At this moment, I've finished the nine-month certification, which makes me a certified welder in all methods. I go back in January for the spring semester, and in May I will actually graduate with the um, associate's degree. Congratulations. Thank so what's you. the big dream? Uh, you mentioned you want to travel. Everybody wants to make good money. I haven't met anybody that turns that down. But the traveling part is, is kind of specific. So what's like, what's the end goal for you, Genesis? Where do you want to, like, what's your dream welding gig? The dream welding gig, again, I do want to um, travel. But at the end of it all, I actually want to sit down, settle down, and come back to my hometown to the, at the vocational center, and I actually want to teach welding. All right. You want to inspire other young women or females to maybe take on professions that don't necessarily traditionally lend themselves to it? 
Yes, that is definitely what I want to do. I want to speak to all, because as of right now, I currently do um, have a conversation with different young ladies, because I've had this one lady say, well, what I don't think I'm going to be able to wear, I like to wear my nails. I always tell them, look, I, I'm, you, you can wear your long nails, you can do this, you can do that. Well, it's not just a man's, it's, it's just not a man's job, like. Everyone can wear. Women are actually the best welders, and that is the that is the goal. That is the dream. That is what I want to actually get into, get out in the world. That women make the best welders. Women can be welders. What makes us the best? Just attention to detail, or or, or is there other reasons? Yes, that is specifically why women are the best welders. We pay close attention to detail, and we also have a steady hand. I like it. You go, girl. Well, you're inspiring me. I love it. And I know you mentioned your sister is also a welder, but one of your sisters we've had on the program before, Miss Tyra, she's the one who owns Subway Franchise. Let me just yes. say, there's something in y'all's DNA that's just like go get her. Is she? She's not the one that's also the welder, right? No, ma'am. My older sister, Molisha Brown, she's the welder. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know what is it about you fierce ladies, but is there just three of you or is there more ivories out there conquering the world in Mississippi? <laughs> My mother actually has three um, daughters. Um, is Crystal, Tyra, and I. My father has six in all, um, Molisha Brown, Nikita Clark, and I have a sister by the name of Tiffany, and we are all definitely awesome. You really are, but it's to me, it's the it's the passion, it's the grit, it's the determination to sort of pave your own path in your own different ways. And I just love your openness, the fact that you're 30 and you decided to change course, whether that's welding or not. I think that's inspiring. You mentioned, though, too, that the 2023, I can't believe I'm saying that, semester <laughs> is coming up. If we're interested in it, Genesis, where do we go to sign up and get get started so um you'll go to the east mississippi community college website there's a link that says apply of course you uh, click that link to apply you apply as a student it'll ask you for the program you'll select the welding technology program again emcc has two campuses it, you can either apply to the gt campus or the scuba campus uh the scuba campus starts the scuba tech programs i'm sorry starts in august of 2023 they are only right now offering day classes for the august program the gt campus has two programs that will start in january and also in august and they are also uh, have they're offering day and night classes all righty girl well the sky's the limit for you i appreciate your time and your story i bet we'll have you back with one of your future students how about that yes ma'am let's hope so all right merry christmas girl Thank you, and Happy New Year. All righty, y'all stick with us. we got more good for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome 
Welcome back to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. Don't forget you can find us, too, on the Supertalk Mississippi app. Hope you've downloaded that. It's a great way to take us along on your Christmas vacation because Santa will be working around the clock this Christmas, and he'll be listening to Supertalk, a Mississippi Christmas with Steve Azar is returning here on Supertalk Mississippi. It starts this Friday, December the 23rd at 1 p.m., so Steve will play hours and hours of Christmas classics and tunes from Mississippi artists plus Christmas memories from Steve's celebrity friends. And so on Super Talk TV, maybe you're home, you're wrapping up the last gifts, you're getting ready for your Christmas Eve celebration, or maybe you're starting the party early, you can just flip your TV to supertalktv.com, or maybe you're stuck at work, you can do the same thing, and you can listen in the background, and you can have the little Yuletide log there, and it's sort of flicking around. It doesn't actually roar uh, or burn down the house or provide smoke, no need to put more logs on the fire, but it's just a fun ambiance if you want something cool in um, in the background. And it's definitely fire-burning weather, as we're going to have across uh, the state. Sad thing is, though, with, weather, with, with the temperatures that are forecasted, I think all of us from bottom to top here in Mississippi, we're just going to be cold this week. And it's like, gosh, if we're going to be cold, we need snow. I don't want to ice. I don't want ice. And I don't even want a snowman. I just think how cool it would be because, again, I think 2010 was the last time we saw a little dusting of snow or some of us for actual Christmas Day. And I just think it'd be cool. It'd be something you don't normally get. What I love seeing, though, this time of year or when it gets this unseasonably cold in rare parts is the forecast like in Florida where it starts talking about the the falling iguanas and you have to you know the first time you read it you're like is this real life or are they just joking and then you find out no this is this is really like an alert they put out in parts of Florida they don't freeze right no they're not like well, they go to kinda. sleep they, it it forces them into a hibernative state to, to the Which point the cold where, does yeah. many of us as well. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> if you have a 10, 15-pound iguana hanging out in a tree that all of a sudden decides to go to sleep until it warms up, it could fall off the limb and 10 to 15 pounds falling 10 to 15 feet would hurt. It would hurt. Could I mean, then you just put yourself in that position. You're driving to grandma's. You got the fruitcake and the whatever in the back seat. Not being your husband or your kid. <laughs> and then, whoa, and it's just an iguana. And you wind up on a very short list of people that can say they were attacked by a sleeping, falling iguana. Right. Because I, I know it's rare, but still they have to put it out there. This this is potential. Sadly, the potential for snow here just doesn't look look promising. I think the good news, though, is for the most part, we won't have a lot of rain. So hopefully we'll miss the ice. It will just be frigid sort of temperatures. And so... That's the least, like if we could, if you have to be in cold weather, at least we're not dealing with that. Well, here's the the silver lining on that. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. At least it will make the indoors, if as long as you keep it nice and toasty warm, it'll look more like one of those Christmas Hallmark movies because all the windows are going to be fogged and frosted. That is true. That is very true. Absolutely. And then you'll know the ones that are really tired of the family because they'll be willing to step out into the frigid for some fresh air or go for a walk or they'll raise their hand to go walk the dog. I'll take him. 
let me get out of here and stretch my legs, right? That's when you that's when you know um, you tell on yourself that way. Speaking of gifts, though, earlier, Rhino, you weren't here whenever I talked about it, but I think it's just I just can't believe it's worth sharing it again because we're still coming down to stocking stuffers and sort of all of that. And it's the lady who went to a white elephant party, which, again, that's where usually you have like a $25 limit and you do the drawings and the whole thing. And her each one she stole she got some scratch offs it got stolen then her next gift got stolen again and so she was able to steal the scratch offs back per most rules second steal the de- the gift is considered dead so right. this was hers and so she actually got to sit down and scratch it off so it was a $25 scratch off this lady walked away with $175,000 I bet she's glad she didn't push her luck and see if she'd get something better on the on the end of the list. But then think about being the woman who it got stole from. You know, and then knowing that it got stole from you the first time. And then put yourself in the position of the person who bought it. Because you know the person who bought it probably bought multiple scratch nobody goes in and just buys scratch offs for others and doesn't take one for themselves. That's very rare. And you're sitting there like, which scratch off do I give to the party? Which scratch off do I give for myself? And then you're thinking, ugh! If only. If only! If you want $175,000 off of a scratch-off, would you at least pay the person their $25 back? Oh, yeah, I would at least give them twenty five. <laughs> if I got $175,000, I'd probably give everybody at the party 100 bucks. Yeah, that's, a, that's when you don't want the party. Merry to, Christmas to everybody. You won't want the party to be at a bar, because that's when it's like, open tab on me! But, oh, I haven't cashed in my 175 Gs yet, so This hasn't light. affected my credit yet, yes. so we're going to hold off on the open bar. <laughs> that would make you, that put you in a very giving spirit real quick, like, for sure. I, I want to say she's probably, but that can still happen. So if you're looking for those last-minute stocking stuffers, don't forget the Mississippi Roads and Bridges Fund, which is the Mississippi Lottery, and they make for a lot of, I think, though, Knowing your family, you need to you need to think through stipulations prior to the actual scratching. Some families it wouldn't go down very kindly, but you, you bought- just put a little little handwritten contract on a post-it note on every one of them and stick it on there. If this wins big, you owe me big love. Well, I was listening to Richard Schwartz and them earlier today. And he's someone called in and said, if two on a like written piece of paper is a contract binding, if two people sign just a good old sticky note or whatever, and in the state of Mississippi, it's a binding contract. Just throwing that out there. Get out the sticky note. Might have an argument about witnessing it. And oh, I'm sure. All notarized sure. and stuff, but yeah. But still, you got yeah, you something gotta, you to take them to court the with. Door for court, yeah. And Christmas is officially ruined for next year. (laughs) Don't even worry about having a family gathering for Easter if you're going to end up taking your family to court over a lottery scratch-off that was in someone else's stocking that you gifted them. But still, think those things through, but have fun. Have fun with it. My brother tells me that he buys both of us a Powerball and Mega Millions tickets every week. He said he will let me know if mine hits or not. I love that. Darren and Jackson. I, you know, I just put it in there for, oh, that was supposed to be mine. I'm so sorry. Those are my numbers. I just, I'm imagining there is at least one person out there who 
is listening to this going, what are y'all talking about? I just scratch them all off and then give whoever I like the most the, the winning tickets. <laughs> that's one way that's one way of doing it um doing it too what's the uh, thinking of like stocking stuffers best stocking stuffer you ever got or stuffed in your stocking stocking stuff whatever did you do stockings we some, did stockings. some families do some families don't i always i don't know that i ever remember getting anything that was specifically a stocking stuffer because usually if it was a, a gift specifically for me or my brother or somebody, it was it was wrapped under the tree or Santa left it by the tree. I just, I, I'll bring it back up again. I always remember getting chocolate oranges in my stocking. And I'll, I'll reiterate, it's a great Christmas morning thing, especially the older I got, the more I appreciated it. Because it can get a little hairy, a little tense. There can be... A little bit of animosity within the family, people getting on nerves and stuff. And with that chocolate orange, you have an excuse to let out a little bit of that aggression because it's not going to eat properly unless you take it out of the box and then hold it in your hand and whack it on a table real hard so that all the little pieces come apart. What? I'm just enjoying my stocking stuffer. It's usually where all the candy goes, but every now and then, that's where like the neat things where... Like before you had all the fancy devices, I remember getting like the little book lamp or you get um, things for like your back then lockers or just like those neat little knickknacks, but not really knickknacks that would fit in your in your stocking, like keychain, like cool little things. This is going to sound silly, but at the time it was like, thank you. My little brother and I both had game gears we never had game boys until we were older and bought our own but we had game gears the sega game gear with the little backlit color led screen that ate up double a batteries the thing took six double a batteries just to turn on and it might last you two hours on those six double a so you went through double a batteries like it was going crazy and i remember both my little brother and myself Getting a giant, like, 50-pack oh, of man. double A's in the stocking one year. And just like, yes, yes, we can play forever. Did you not have a wall insert? I don't think those actually came with a power adapter. I think there was something else you had to buy, and we never got around to buying one. <laughs> you didn't like wall insert? You like the power? Do you like the more official term? I appreciate that. Hammy said, I got shotgun shells one year. It was for my new gun. That's pretty cool. That's a good stocking stuffer. Tell us yours, 601-879-4395. We've got more up next. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Upbeat. Positive and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. You can watch good things. We're on computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Jeff and McComb on the text line says, we always got Lifesaver books in our stockings. The little, the, it was like the, it had like the Lifesaver, you know, like I think Valentine's Day still does a good job of incorporating candy into 
other things to be given as a gift. Oh, yeah. You used to get that in like Christmas function in your in your stocking as well. It feels like they move semi away from that. But I totally remember the Lifesaver books. I remember the Lifesaver books. I remember the plastic candy cane filled with either Reese's Pieces or Reese's Miniatures before they started making the Reese's Pieces into other things. They still do that a little bit. They still got the Reese's Pieces and the candy canes? I don't know about the Reese's. Are you talking about like... Not the individual Reese's Cups, like the Reese's Pieces. Like, like E.T.'s favorite food, the little like, M&M knockoff. No, better than I don't M&Ms. know if I've noticed that. But they still have the plastic candy canes. Oh, that, yeah. You know. And then, you know, you feel bad for the candy cane because it's it's like traditional. You have to have like them sticking out of the stockings or hanging up somewhere. And they tried really hard to make them more flavorful or give them different whirls. But there's very few folks who just get really excited about a candy cane. They're awkward to eat. I mean, and then you feel bad because you have to eat them in sections. Rarely do you just eat a whole candy cane at one time. They're decor they're edible decoration. Let's call it it's kinda of like peeps for Easter. It's not a basket without peeps in it, but yet the peeps stick around way long after the resurrection and you don't know what to do with it. And if you're a first-timer, you're like, oh, I'm going to give it a try. And nobody actually completes the Peeps pack. You just get halfway in, and you're like, no, you're right. This, you know, yeah, not for me. It's, it's supposed like to be marshmallow, cane. but it, it doesn't really feel or taste like marshmallow. <laughs> True story. We were Our family got the chance to ride in the Brandon Christmas Parade this past, uh, I guess, back at the beginning of December. And so I was trying to clean out all the candy from all the things. And so there were some peeps that made it into the, like, the lone stick of peeps. And so it was too full. When my daughter pulled it out of the Christmas bag to throw, she looked and said, peeps? And then when she threw it off of the float, the person who called it grabbed it and went, peeps? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, look, I don't want anything to go to waste. At least you won't remember, catch, you know, won't forget that moment in the Christmas parade where you got untraditional candy. And it was from last Easter. Yes, that was a couple months ago. But the peeps will be around until peeps the Peeps are like candy corn. They don't ever really go bad. They just exist. They st- exactly. Chris from Oxford said, your Reese's Pieces still exist in the candy cane. His wife and son got him one for his birthday last week. Someone else nodded. Just saw him at Kroger. The Reese's Pieces in the candy cane do still exist. That gets me excited. It does. That means you never know when a little elf might bring you a little happy of, of that as well. Yeah, the Reese's Pieces, that's top notch. If you're going to fill your candy cane up with something edible, that would be two thumbs up. That's that. always my go-to movie treat. I, I like popcorn. If somebody gets popcorn and then offers me some, I'll grab a handful. But if I go to a movie theater and they've got that big old bag of Reese's Pieces... It's pretty much a guarantee I'm going to splurge and buy the bag of Reese's Pieces, and they're going to be half gone before the previews even start. Oh, they're good. Yeah, they were a good addition to the the candy lineup of whatever company they come from. You know, another, like, great uh, stocking stuffer is just gift certificates. You feel like once you reach, usually, like, mom, the moms and dads of the grand, the grandparents usually end up getting the moms and dads their stockings. It's kind of like the 
basket, the birthday basket where you get all the little different things. And it's like, I don't know what one big thing to get you. So here's a bunch of little things. And then the gift card, which always fits right. Oh, yeah. You can't go wrong with a gift card. With you having three brothers, Rhino, was it faux pas? I got two brothers. I mean, two brothers. Three of you. Sorry. There's three brothers. You got two. Did y'all ever get a collective gift? Was that ever anything your mom? Oh, yeah. So what were, like, that feels like dangerous territory. It was usually my little brother and I, because my older brother's 13 years older. So his interests rarely overlapped with ours. But pretty much any video game console we ever got... It was a was a Christmas present, and it was one that was to be shared, and it was that was always like that's that was the rule where all right you've got this now you have to share it, and then if there was ever an argument about he won't let me play remember you got to share it yeah, until my little brother decided he had had enough and then went and got his first job at the restaurant busing tables. And bought his own PlayStation, and I was not allowed on his PlayStation without his express permission. Oh, family. Aren't they just (laughs) full of so much fun? Stick with us. we got more for you up next. You've got the boys at Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.